From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. wash over you a little I love bit. it. It's a little tame impala. Love these guys. It Out is not meant to be. Yeah, they're so good, man. I just dig this so much. Hey, we're the Sklar Brothers. This is Sklar Bro Art. I almost call it Sklarbro Country. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Yeah, it used to be Sklarbro Country. Evolved to View from the Cheap Seats. Thank you for everybody who's listening and uh, digs our, our take uh, on the weekly events of sports. This is... First of all, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, which occurred yesterday, yesterday. when you are hearing this. We're recording this ahead of time. Um, I hope you're having a great week. Some schools and people have a whole entire week off. That's awesome. That's what we're doing, enjoying with our kids. So what we decided to do was sit down with one of our favorite, favorite people and comedians. He's an amazing comedian who has real deep sports knowledge. Yeah. He did a pilot for Comedy Central, I believe, yes. a sports comedy pilot, uh, just, just like we did. He's super talented. His name is Ian Carmel. Great writer. He wrote for James Corden, or maybe still does, uh, but just a talented dude who knows his uh, shiznit. And, so uh, we sit down with him in Houston. Yeah, at, in Houston at the Come and Take It Festival, uh, where we did a live version of our other podcast, uh, Dumb People Town. If you haven't heard that, check that out. But uh, we sit down with Ian Carmel and uh, chat with him. It's it's a lot of fun. I always love sitting down with comedians on the road because we don't get to do it that much. So at the top of the show, though, we want to talk about something that's happening this week. And uh, the college basketball season really kicked off last week. Yeah, amazing. Which I-, I love this time of year. College football is heating up and the rivalries are happening and we're getting into bowl season, which is always exciting. Yes. College basketball is starting to kick in with all these great tournaments at the beginning of the year. There was a Tuesday night where I, I don't know who sponsored the night, but I know that there were two incredible games. No, it wasn't Papa John. No, it wasn't Papa John, but it were two incredible games. It was Michigan State versus Duke, one versus two. Ridiculous. Kansas versus Kentucky. Both Unreal games. Unreal games. Three, two, that was like three and four. One, yeah, one, one, two, one and two, three and four. four. Either way, it was an amazing night of college basketball, and what we noticed and what we emerged, again, once again, Duke is great. It's The Blue Bloods are still good in college yeah. basketball. Kentucky's always good, even though this is quote unquote. We were speaking, hanging with a friend of ours at uh, Assembly Hall. Our buddy uh, said they've never been younger, and that's true. Kyle Mann said, "Uh uh-uh. And that came out as you watched them play Kansas, who had a couple older players and used their experience to win that game down the stretch. Kentucky, very talented team. Michigan State, talented team. Duke, once again, seems to have cornered the market on the talent. And I want to because they got the best recruit, Bagley, who didn't even really play. Marvin Bagley, the third. Yeah. He didn't even it's play. The bag man. The bag man. But I'm saying their star Legend this year. Vance. And this is the point of our little top take. Our Their star this year is a classic Duke archetype. Yep. Which is the white villain. White villain. Duke has perfected ever since Christian Leitner. He was the whitest of white villains. That he was the was, rich kid. He was the Cobra Kai. He was he a was, good looking guy and was, came out during the Cobra Kai, hit the basically had the best college basketball game 
ever against Kentucky. In the tournament in, against another Blue Blood team, Kentucky. And then hit the buzzer beater, which ripped out their hearts. Jamal Mashburn and that team. Mm-hmm. But, but also, what you have to remember is he was arguably one of the best college basketball players Ever. ever. And I say again. ever, the reason why we may never see someone better than him, he played Randy, all four years. He played all four years. Kids don't stay. You, Patrick Ewing played into his junior, senior year. Patrick Ewing played in college until he was 28 years old. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. But guys stayed. Guys played and stayed in the 80s and in the 90s, early 90s. And Christian Leitner was one of those guys. And Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and those guys. But Leitner more than Hurley was this hated. I mean, there's the entire 30 for 30. I hate Christian Leitner. Why? Because he 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 had an attitude about himself. He had an attitude. Not only was he all those things. Good looking guy, could play basketball. But like he kind of, he was a dick. He embodied Duke. He was like a rich dick. That's what he came off as to everyone else. To all these teams, especially the University of Michigan. I don't even think he was a particularly rich kid. Neither do I, but he kind of had the haircut, mm-hmm. and he definitely played for the school, and the crowd seemed to be his quote-unquote boys, yeah. and he seemed like he embodied Duke more than anyone else. They did it along the line. you know. Kyle Singler. Kyle Singler Kyle was Singler another guy. Looked like he was like a Bond villain. Like he, he was, was like Bond. built by Joseph Mengele. That's who he, he seemed. I don't know if that maybe that maybe is pushing it, but yes, yes. But now it's we've like got one the, of the boys from Brazil. Now we've got the emergence of the latest incarnation of that, which character. he's had an emergence and had kind of a weird season last year. Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen feels like he's been around forever, but he hasn't. I think he's a senior this year, which he is the sort of lone senior, and he's one of those guys who he has hung around forever. He is still at Duke. He is that guy. Where last year he tripped a few dudes. Exactly. He had to like. We made a joke. We made a joke at the University of Michigan when we were guest hosting or we were hosting Hosting the signing of the stars for their football national in Chrysler Arena. And I said, I'll never forget back when we camped out for Duke tickets here in the 90s. We went to school here. I'll never forget coming into this arena and a two year old Grayson Allen tried to trip me, Um, which obviously happened. And I'm glad we brought that to light. But that, and everyone laughed. They laughed. Why? Because he is seen universally as sort of this villain. If you don't root for Duke, you hate the guy. He is this incarnation of Christian Leitner. I think, Randy, and I know it's going to be controversial, I think it's good for basketball. You need a villain. Look, teams like North Carolina, it's not hard for them to get up against Duke. But now everybody, Grayson Allen dropped 37 Yes, in that game against Michigan State, he rises in big games. He makes you hate him with his play. He also has done some questionable things. I think he's great for the game of college basketball. Someone like this, mm-hmm. a guy who's going to create anger and and intensity yeah. on the other he team. Is. You, look, there's already enough reason to hate Duke because they're great every year, right? Okay, you hate them because they are the best consistently. Now, now, although they haven't won a lot of tournaments. Although when they beat. When they beat they Butler won, a few they, years back. They, yeah, they won two years ago. But, like, here's the deal. You've got a situation now where you've got a guy who you want. Who it's easy to hate. Yep. It's easy to hate Grayson Allen. Yeah. We all want to hate Grayson Allen. Grayson and, Allen is the Kyle Singler of Christian Leitners. I've said it. Boom. We You're get welcome. to hate him. We get to hate him. We get to hate him. And I can't wait. Yeah. That, that, to me, it's it the, actually makes you love. You know, I watched the Ric Flair 30 for 30 today. And his... Love and desire to be the bad guy. It's so funny. As he was sitting with a broken back after a plane crash, he said, I want blonde hair and I want to be a bad guy. That's what he wanted. Yeah. I want light blonde hair and I want to be a bad guy. 
And I want to egg the crowd on. You can understand why Andy Kaufman was intoxicated by being the bad guy. Did you have a weird pronunciation of his name? Kaufman? Yeah. Yeah. Andy Kaufman? Kaufman. Okay. (laughs) Andy Kaufman. Mm -hmm. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, you get it. It is kind of cool. It is fun to play the villain. We played villains on on a kid's show. Anytime you're playing a dick on TV, you love it. Anytime you rile up the crowd in a bad mind, it's so fun to get them riled up. I bet Grace Nallen loves walking into those places. I bet deep down in his heart, he loves. The more you boo me, the better I feel. I Tom Brady just said that. He loves going in and silencing other crowds. The Fab Five at Michigan used to love it. Say say all the worst things you can say about us. When I hit that shot and I with beat two you. seconds left and beat you, and I get to silence as I walk out. Of I there. get to silence you. So there is that give and take. And the more that Grayson Allen, you know, I, I can't believe I want to. I want to make Grayson Allen you be tripping shirts. Yeah, Grayson Grayson Allen you be tripping shirts would be great. Uh, let's make them. Let's make them tripping Billy's tripping Allen's tripping Billy's tripping her out. Uh, either way, Grayson Allen. Thank you. I'm going to thank you right now. Enough yep. people don't thank you. Yeah, people thank hate Thank you for him. being a guy we can hate. Thank you for, you're the reason. I'm going to want to watch someone posterize your white ass. But I'll probably be disappointed because you'll probably have a good game and drop 37 like you did before. This is Kevin Morby. Oh, love it. so good. My buddy Christian Casucci, huge Sacramento Kevin Kings Morby. fan. Out of the band The Babies. Love there you him. go. Kevin Morby. Here when we, we go. come back on the other side of this break, our good buddy Ian Carmel. We sit down with Ian Carmel. Where in Houston, baby? World champion, World Series champion, Houston. We'll talk Astros. We'll talk about being in that city. And, and we'll talk his love of the Portland Trail Trailblazers. All of that on the other side of this Kevin Morby track. Get languid, people. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me, switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc.
Yo, yo, choke up, choke up, choke it up, choke up. I got my soda. I got my hold up. I got my soda. Mo box that got that toe tuck. What is that? That is a new song. No problem. No problem with me. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. No problem with me. Yup, yup, Those dulcet tone, lovely. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird, right? That's Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne yeah. Uh, well, on that note, let's welcome back to a View from the Cheap Seats. We are the Sklar Brothers. We are in a basement in the uh, in a conference room. In the basement of the Club Quarters Hotel, yeah. I fully expect somebody whose job it isn't to kick us out to come in here and be like, what are you guys doing? A hundred percent. Somebody's going to come in to like plug in a vacuum. What are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, just to plug it in. Like, yeah, I've been vacuuming in here. Turn it on and leave. <laughs> just turning on a vacuum and leave. Uh, this is David Lynch only. <laughs> Runs the <laughs> well, it is the type of hotel that you would expect that. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's just a strange midget it's walking out. Oh, we're in a it's bank. A, it's a weird vibe. Yeah. Although they have like good snacks. They like, get even, like, nice snacks upstairs. A cup full of M&M's yeah. for no reason. Which would have cost you $36 in a New York hotel. 100%. Yeah. And, and it would have come in like a little like uh, like crystal cube kind of thing. <laughs> crystal like Vox yeah. bottle <laughs> that you have to twist to break a seal. Well, we um, are, we're lucky that we're here. I mean, We've wanted to have you on the show for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just because you, first of all, in the time that I think we had you last on the show, but you might have done the other show. I you did the other done, show. You did the other show. Yeah. So in the time that we had you last on the show, you did a pilot, a sports comedy pilot yeah. for Comedy Central like we did. Yes. Uh, it sadly, was not picked up. Sadly, it did not go yeah. like ours. Like which, all the sports shows since Norm McDonald's don't. Right. Yeah. Which is a bummer because I know you are... You're perfect for this podcast because you know your you know the shit out of your sports and yeah. you know how to make it funny. Yes. Uh, explain a little bit about what the pilot was. We did. I mean, it was uh, it was like a three. I mean, we would open. Maybe this is the reason it didn't go is I have trouble explaining. It's really yeah. simple. We would open just with. Uh, well, it was it was kind of looking at like big trends that were happening in sports. Mm-hmm. And then giving them like a historical and comedic perspective, right? Love so, it. like with a pilot, people were getting in a in like, I think like people were getting mad at Cam Newton for celebrating and like dancing yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So we just took that and then looked at like a history of celebrating, and uh, cool. and just athletes being like big versions of themselves and everything. And each episode was gonna be like a different sort of closer look into like the like take a big thing that's happening in sports. And then, like, okay, here's all the other protests. Times it it could start with protests, protests and go all amazing. the way back through, like, yeah, the, uh, Carlos, Tommy, Tommy John Carlos, Smith. And Tommy Smith. The fact yeah. that you know both the guys, yeah, <laughs> the fact that you know that one of them was in first and one was in third, third place. And the, right. was it a Finnish guy who Australian, came in second? Australian, Australian guy, guy who and who, who agreed to be on the stand right. with them, and he made it possible for them to have that protest yes. by him not not raising a stink. He allowed them to have the protest, and then like and they, they loved him for that for his life. They loved him, but didn't he get in trouble? Like, like back in his, like he in did Australia get in trouble. He took like a lot that. of shit. There was he a just great, died. I think he just died this year. There was yeah. a great like thirty for thirty, or even a short thirty for thirty yeah. about him and that whole thing. I mean, the craziest thing about that is okay. So you remember they were holding up the Black Power fist, yeah. but the the other thing about that protest that was so interesting to me is they took their shoes off. Oh, is that bizarre? That. Like yeah. they were at a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> they take his shoes off, and then here we go. Yes. We're got somehow honoring Japan with, yeah. our, uh, yeah. with our black yeah. power, dumpling house rules. <laughs> Truly a global movement. <laughs> Why did they take their shoes I off? I don't know. Are, they just, just, are the spikes, were they just like super uncomfortable? Back now? then, I feel like all equipment and gear was horrible. All those, I thought it was, they just had like, uh, yeah, some boat shoes that they like literally put nails <laughs> put through. Put nails in, and you're like, you can run on the track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, those are wood. Uh, 
Well, that's a great idea for a show, and I hope that somehow, somewhere, you know, whatever. The idea that they wanted you to host a, a show yeah. was your idea. Was there a crowd? Was there a studio audience? There was a crowd, yeah. We, we, we opened, it was like a, uh, we, we would do a quick cold open yeah. out in the world. So the first oh, nice. one was me, like, in a driving range, delivering a monologue while I hit golf balls. Nice. Right. And then we were in a studio, there was a little bit of panel, and then Can we Can you did, play uh, golf? Are you a golfer? I'm a golfer. Are you good? I'm, be- I'm way better at driving than I am at, like, uh, yeah. the short game and everything, uh-huh. but, uh, but yeah, I golf. Yeah. What they say Ooh, they drive go. for show and they putt for money. That's right. Uh, yeah. We should go with you. We should go golfing. I would we love to go golfing. We yeah. do it from time What to is time. you, are you, I think of you as an NBA guy. I am. A, I, first and foremost. First and foremost, by far an Portland NBA Trailblazers. Born and yes. raised. Born and raised. And so you kind of grew up on the Arvidas Sabonis. The Kevin Duckworth. Yes. The so world. you were a Kevin, 10-year-old kid when that was going on. In right? 94, yeah. So I was born in 84. Right. So right when those like Blazer teams, those like early Terry Rip City Porter. one. Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, rest Kersey, in peace. Kersey, yeah. Kevin Duckworth, rest in peace. Wow, yeah. Duckworth. Duckworth. Oh, no, man. Dude, Duckworth big... made two All-Star teams, which is still crazy to me. Duckworth was a guy that terribly out of shape yes. but at the same time you're just like unstoppable you're, you're just one of these big guys like they had big two, dancing bear right yeah. they had two guys that were that couldn't really move Sabonis yes. and Duckworth God. and yet they won with that like they were still good they was, could set hard picks and uh-huh. Arvidas we, you know what's weird is we always remember Arvidas for being like this amazing passer which he was three point shooter three point shooter as well he would have been great in this day, like I a know. young Sabonis yeah his but son. he only three assists a game you know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> a little selfish that's what a that's what like a passing center was, was back then. Really, yeah. that was a good pass. Was, was the rivalry back then Seattle versus Portland? There was, was a, that... there was a pretty big Seattle rivalry. Although they like, I mean, those Peyton Kemp teams were good a little bit after. Right. The uh, the like Drexler Terry Porter teams were good. You had Drexler. Drexler. One of the greatest NBA players so of all time smooth. to root for. And the guy who let himself go bald, which I've always appreciated. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like Dan, Dan Shulman. Yeah. You know, the guys who are just kind of like John, Larry David. John's, he was the Larry David of the, the NBA. La- he was the Y.A. Tittle of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Terry Rest Bradshaw. Terry yeah. Bradshaw was Terry one Bradshaw. of those. Yeah. I think it's like a, nobody lets themselves go bald. It's hard anymore. to be a stone coach like Jason Statham. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's gonna kick some ass. Yeah, he is awesome. Uh, who was the rival? Was it Utah? Was God, it Utah? That Utah. was the team I hated more than anybody else. You hated Malone, John Stockton. Hated Malone, Stockton. Yeah, so those guys came in Stockton Hornacek. came to town wearing like his belt as shorts. Just, just, just like a thin, just like a sort train, of a like fruit of the loom, nuts hanging yeah. out. Anytime you saw like him jump over a rebound, you saw two balls. Like, yeah, <laughs> I should not see one ball, let alone two. Stockton Bulls. So I mean, but that that was the team you hated when they came. I hated the Utah Jazz. But did your did your folks them. take you to games? They did. did. Yeah, we had a we had Blazer cable in the house, which was like their like in home Blazer Blazer cable. Well, Will Vinton Studios did the intro for it. Like the guys who did the California Raisins and everything. Mm-hmm. So we had this like claymation intro. Amazing. Yeah, for Blazer cable. Doctor Jack Ram, like a claymation. Doctor Jack. Like yeah. that is the best claymation. Doctor Jack Ramsey, and they're like, no, that's actually that's the actual Doctor Jack, Jack Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He made he rest yeah, in yeah, peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, rest in peace, Dr. Jack. He lived late. And lived we had uh, Bill Shonley do it, who, who invented, like, you know, the Rip City catchphrase and, like... So, wait, Portland, though, did you guys win in the 70s? 1977. So that was Dr. Jack Dr. Ramsey, Dr. Bill Jack Walton. Ramsey, Bill Walton, Maurice Lucas. 
Yeah. They also, and then they subsequently retired every jersey. So, but the importance that of team. that, and for sports fans, I think really understand that is there is a history that, like, when you go to the games yes. in the nineties, there were folks sitting who, at the game yeah, saying, who, "I remember who had been, won it. who had they, been." There's they, still a few of them, right? Yeah, and so that there's this sort of like, "I remember." So now it's it's guys who are kind of your parents' age or whatnot saying, "I remember when we were good in the when mid-90s. we were close." Yeah, yeah when we like close. When, when Jordan shrugged us into submission. Oh, God. In the finals. He did shrug you. He's like, yeah. what can I do? There's yeah, nothing I they can just, do. They just keep going in. I'm sorry it had I'm to sorry. be you. It was almost like, I'm sorry, which is the dickiest thing you yeah. can say. Like, I'm sorry, sorry I'm this good. Sorry, I can't God. stop dick it. Move. I'm not happy about it either. I'm, yeah. not, I'm more upset than anyone I wanted about this. you guys to win, too. I have a lot of money I'm on gonna you. I'm going to get a bunch of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is Jordan. <laughs> he, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we, we lost those. We lost to Jordan. All right. It was weird growing up in Portland in the era of Jordan because... There was that Blazer, the Blazer Bulls rivalry was also real. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a vid, there was a whole video game about it. There was yeah. the finals, but you know, the Bulls were that team where, like, if a kid kind of liked sports, he would was, be really into Jordan and the Bulls and, and everything like, like God that. God damn it! So you're in Portland, surrounded by all these like Bulls he, fans, which is ridiculous. It's because, terrible. So again, the global importance of Michael Jordan, and that's where you really understand why he was the greatest of all time. Yeah. And as LeBron starts to fade in mm-hmm. this current, and I. I watched a game recently with the Greek Freak. You know, he's amazing. Him. Greek Freak. I'm like LeBron. The the baton has been passed. Yes, it's he, a, they're at least holding it. But they're both holding. They're the both baton. holding it right now. Yeah. Right yes. So I feel like he's the next. But Freak is going to take it for sure. The NBA is so interesting right now. I Isn't mean, if it? you like all these, whoever's next is going to be not from America too, which is very interesting. Super interesting. You know, I mean, you have an Antetokounmpo and Porzingis, yeah. and they, even if it's Ben Simmons, he's Australian. I know. And Bede is from what the Congo? Is he yeah. Congolese? Well, the, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about like the NBA, Wiggins right now, Canadian. Wiggins, yeah, Wiggins well, is Canadian. While the while the NBA is last year was the most imbalanced year and the worst playoffs, yeah. where everybody just ran through it. I feel like this year for the first time. You can be a fan of your team, and it can be a shitty team, yet it's exciting to watch. Yes. So, like, the 76ers may not hold what they're doing right now. Right. They may not make the playoffs. They may barely squeak in as the A seed, but they're going to be fun to watch all the way they're through. They're going to be so fun. And even, yeah, the Lakers, even the Lakers. Even the Lakers. the Lakers are fun. Like, Brandon Ingram now will have a couple good games. Yes. You know? I mean, if it doesn't get too windy in the Staples Center, which could right. blow him straight off course. <laughs> that he dude is the is thinnest thin. guy ever. Freaky looking. Like, who, how is there not a weight program to get him, like, 12 pounds? Ha- I'm so jealous. I'm a big, I'm a big fat guy. <laughs> a big and I'm guy. so jealous of these, like, guys where... You'll read stories like, yeah, Brandon Ingram's eating like 8,000 calories a day. Can't do it. <laughs> like, I had a yeah. cup of M&M's <laughs> in the lobby yeah, of the club quarter. 12 pounds. What yeah. the fuck? Just like breathing in the air here in Houston. Yeah, I'm like oh, game weight. Oh, Houston, yeah. you come here and it's like... they When you leave at the airport, they yeah. give you your boarding pass and type 2 diabetes. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a tiny stamp, little stamp, stamp, stamp. stamp. Yeah. You did it. You earned it. They give you an envelope full of gravy. Yeah. Which is a bizarre way to transport gravy. It is a weird way to Put it, yeah, because then they ask you, do you have liquid in your stuff? Yeah, and you're like, I'm, now I do. Yeah, it's gravy, and then they take it back. It's <laughs> a fun little tradition. It's, it's a lovely thing. Um, so NBA first. NBA you, first, You yeah. kind of have gotten to know, in this day and age, and I think this is really cool, because, you know, maybe he's seen your comedy. I hope he's seen your comedy. Yeah. I hope he knows who you are. But, like, the fact that you reached out to Damian Lillard on Twitter yes. and have started a friendship with him or a relationship with him. It's amazing. It's incredible. You have a photo, it's, wasn't there? I have a photo. photo. He, well, he came on the, the Late Late Show that I write on, and, mm-hmm. like, I wrote a sketch. I was at the game. I think I talked about this last time I was on your show. 
the point nine second against the Houston Rockets. And I was at the game and just like exploded. You know, I mean, the the whole. Where were you sitting? I was sitting under the basket where it happened. Yeah. So there's like there's when you look at the footage of it happening, I can like oh there's me like oh like like losing your mind, losing my shit, just like. My hand, and I have watched it a million times, and I'm really proud of my, my hands went up before it went in. Oh, yes, yeah. you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had confidence it. in my boy. He, he came does. off that screen. Yeah, and, and then uh, he just like Chandler didn't close out. He properly. just kind of just walked. He around. just turned and walked around. He, he just, didn't know what to do. What, did, what do you do? It was a beautiful shot. It was a beautiful moment, and the place goes wild. It goes. It was louder. It was louder in the hallway after the game than I've ever heard the inside of an arena be. In any game. In any game. That yeah, is, that's, that's how loud it was. I mean, again, it's moments like that that makes all of us, all, true sports fans, yes. really love the game so much. I And, like, I mean, people, you know, they're, they're like, a certain type of people really try to, like, downplay the importance of sports and everything like right, that. Sure. There was a moment, everyone in that building, and, you know, Portland is a fairly, like, liberal place for the sure, most part, but sure. Oregon, it's a very... Yeah, you, you know, you get out to the, hint, the hinterlands. You hint, it's, like, a lot of different kinds of people, mm-hmm. people who disagree with each other, people mm-hmm. from different, like, economic backgrounds sure. and perspectives. But for, like... One night, none of that mattered. It was one night, even Clive and Buddy was like, even "I'll Clive hug a right. yeah. <laughs> He occupied the spirit of seventy-seven <laughs> bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Couldn't Just, get him out. Everyone, that's all Clive and Bundy. Excellent. Yeah, that trial, that, God, Ridiculous. it's fucking crazy. Ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, like, it's nothing else could have tied the city together like that. What a mm. great moment you yeah. think about. And as we're sitting here in Houston and understanding what Houston went through with the hurricane yeah. and how, how rough people's lives where they watch their house float away and yet they win the World Series yeah. and there's like this weird piece of hope. It's like when the Saints won yes. right after Katrina, there's this moment where you're like, oh, the rebuilding started now. Like yeah. that's where we, if we here's can the first, win. Here's the first chapter that's not about the hurricane. Oh, right. for, every, yeah. for every Houston Astros fan who sat through 100 lo- 300 lost seasons oh in a row and yeah. said, you know, you want to talk about the process, Joel and B. Yeah. That, is, that was the process. Entirely. We're stockpiling picks. We're stockpiling young talent to get them up to this place. And it we're worked. Building the team and it and then, worked. And then for it to work. It's amazing. You, you see, the, again, the power of, of what sports can bring. All right, but you and Lillard, so yes. you, you came oh, yeah. on the show, you wrote a sketch for him. So he's, so I, I mean, every time the Blazers, anytime I'm in Portland and they're playing, I'll go to the game. Sure. And uh, because I used to work for the teams, uh, the channel that used to carry the team's games, I was like their, uh, the, the like, uh, comedic point of view on their, like, post-game show. That's I awesome. love it. Yeah, it was amazing. It's so, amazing. Like, it would be, they all know you. They all know me. So, right. like, the people on the, so I get, like, good seats and everything. Great. Right. Great. Uh, and like I became friends with Myers Leonard first, mm-hmm. uh, who's still who's still like a great guy. Yeah. No, I mean he's not playing. He's been injured most of the year. Right. And you know, but, well, anyway, whatever. I'm not going to talk shit about him. He's right. He's a in, uh, and he's way better at basketball than and most it, of the people on he's Earth. The best. Look at everybody in an NBA team. Even the shittiest guy in an NBA. They're team. so good. No, he is the best player his high school or yeah. their city has ever. Their seen. town. He's one of the best players like the University of Illinois has ever had. You yeah. know. And, and like, yeah, he's one of the like probably 15 best ever, that they've just ever, ever had. Ever, ever. I played just one more quick tangent. Pick up against a guy who played college at like a small college in Canada, mm-hmm. and he didn't let me score. But he yeah. just yeah, if they want to, and he probably hit turnaround threes. Like, yeah, all game. He was long. like bomb. It was like eleven to nothing in three yeah, minutes. Okay. It all was right. crazy. Okay, all right, fine. Um, but, but yeah, uh, so I go to these games, and then like 
got to know him first. And then, like, when CJ McCollum still wasn't that good, we would, like, DM about Portland restaurants and stuff like that. <laughs> and then he blew up and, like, doesn't DM back as yeah, much. Exactly. Anyway. He's, yeah, he's yeah. not talking about the latest uh, Din Tai Fun yeah. in the uh, Pearl District. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, Pearl District. I, so you. many good organ pulls. Great, so I get many. it. We, um, we know well. But then, yeah, I got, like, Dame would, like, because I'd do, like, on, like, I'd, uh, I don't even know what they're called. I'd stand on the court and do like hits for the sure. for the Comcast Sportsnet, and uh, so Damien would always like look at me like and like I kind of know who I you know are, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like I think I've seen you do yeah. stuff before. And then this season we like I finally like you met broke him through, broke through, yeah. yeah. And now I'm trying to get that free shoe connection. Oh, yeah, oh, oh man, God. and it's just not coming. He's just not no, coming look, through with it. May it. not happen, he but. Will. But at least you now you have a relationship. We have a relationship. You know yeah. him. I mean, we had Blake Griffin on this show. Yeah. And you know, we text him from time to time, from time to time. You gotta and be I very have, you gotta be judicious. Yeah, you don't wanna you know he's yeah. easy and like you just I mean, that connection with guys. When you went to the though. Clippers game with your family, did he recognize? Uh he was in a very they were down thirty and came back and almost won that game and then he missed the oh, last no. second shot, so I felt bad. But when I was walking through Juwan Howard, who we went to college with, oh yeah, Michigan, so he was like a year behind us in college. I walk through and I see Juwan; he's on the bench, uh, the bench coach for the Heat. Yeah, and he stands up, and I'm walking because I was said to the guy who was with us, "Please walk us by the because I want to see if I can catch Juwan's eye." Yeah, and I'm there with my two daughters and my wife, and and Juwan gets up, and so the story is when we were in college. We had a communications, uh, communications class. class with the Fab Five. They sat behind us, and oh, we wow. would just be in the back of this huge lecture hall. Making they were right in front of us, actually. We, we were, were behind them. them. We were behind them. We were just making jokes the whole time, just yeah. cracking jokes. Didn't think they knew who we were. So we go one day, and and what you were sick or was I sick? No, you were I out, and I was walking down this circular hallway stairway after class yeah. with my friend Rachel Graham, who later married our friend Josh Levitsky, and. We're walking down. It's quiet after class, and we hear this big, booming voice behind us. Hey, yo, twin. <laughs> I'm like, he's talking to me. Where was your brother this morning? And I'm like, oh, he was sick. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? And we just talked, and we walked all the way across the center of campus. Now, you got to understand. Wow. This is like we're 18, or we were 19 or 20. He was 18. But they were rock stars when yeah. they hit that campus. And so we're like walk, and they're not they're hard to miss. Guys, six or ten. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's walking with me and my friend Rachel. We walk across the whole Diag, which is the center of Michigan's campus, and we totally like talked the whole way and connected. He studied for the final. We studied with for us. the final with him. We hung out with him a lot. He was a so really nice. sweet guy. Got to know Juwan. So yeah. I'm walking with my family at the sta- at the Staples Center, like towards the Miami Heat bench. He, he stands up after a timeout. He looks over and sees me, and he's like, "Ayo, twin, where's your brother?" <laughs> he said it to me. He remembered. He and, remembered. I, and I was like, "Dude, these are my kids." And he blew them both a kiss. Wow. And he kind of gave me a little bow and just sort of said something like, "I've been following you guys," and I was just like, "Dude, you're the best." That's so great. It was, he seems like such a good dude. Because those guys, what we forget is, Juwan is like our age. Yeah. So Lillard is your age, yeah. probably. Yeah. So you know, again, I bet he like watched. Watches comedy. I bet he does. He does. He watches comedy. He's really into hip hop. Yeah. All right. So obviously, he's really into rap. Yeah. Well, but but yeah, they like consume. Those they, people, they consume the same kids. culture as They're all of us. They're kids like, uh, like yeah. we are, like we were that you are. So I mean, just amazing that you guys have that. Uh, it's that been it's been so cool, and he's such a. I mean, he means so much to the city of Portland. Okay, so, so I'm going like, to ask you because you do have a deep knowledge of, of hoops, and I love getting in and talking hoops, and yeah. I love thinking about the league in the next few years. I mean, I was convinced this year going into it that okay, it's going to be Cleveland and Boston. Yeah. 
at the top here, and we'll see if LeBron has one this one last one year because he'll be shot. gone. But he has one yeah. last shot. Now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know if Boston. I think it's York. Boston all the way. It might be Boston all the way. They are so good at Boston I mean, and Milwaukee. I feel like might be the team. They are, I mean, the Bledsoe trade was huge. huge, huge. So who who and and then in the in the West, obviously, I still think Golden State is big, but like. Yeah. You know, there's some of these other teams, like Oklahoma City, you can't discount them. San Antonio just go. came back. Kawhi, from... Has Kawhi come back yet? He's still, like, he's I don't know. still so, holding I mean, them out, right? Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So, who, where do you, who do you see? Like, give me I, an early season prediction. I do think, I mean, like, what Boston's good, I mean, they have depth, right? Yeah. Right. Even without Hayward. That's and, right. like, and that's really good in, like, the regular season. Yeah. I think when the lineups maybe get tightened up a little bit, Cleveland is still a co- I mean, LeBron is just He's LeBron. He's, LeBron. He's, he's still he LeBron. Another gear. He still has another but gear. But I don't think yeah. they play the defense. I just am they, like I'm nervous for them to, you know, to make it back when, you know, we have because we don't have an NBA team, we don't have the right. Trailblazers like you have. So in St. Louis, we're like, I don't know who to root for. Well, who am I gonna root for? Well, I love that LeBron, I want him to be the best player. I want him yeah. to be in the conversation. So you want him back in those finals. You want him to, I, I want him to have another ring. Just because he's... Yeah. He's, he, it, it, it's fun that way. I'm a Portland guy. Yeah. People give me shit because I, I do love, like, narratives that don't involve the Trailblazers and yeah. stuff like that. So sometimes, like, like with Lonzo Ball, yeah. I want, I, for some reason, I want him to succeed. <laughs> and I did I didn't for the longest time. And, like, in the last week, I've just started feeling so bad for him. He's got a jailbird brother. He's got a jailbird brother. His, his dad is, is just, like, an he's asshole. He's black Trump. Yeah, yeah, you know, black Trump. It's without all the groping and the... But it is, but, yeah, it, but there, is, know, yeah. there is a moment where you're like, he didn't ask for as this. As he know. didn't, yeah. He did not ask for this. You cannot control who your parents are. All you can do is go out there and try to be the best he, ball player. He does you can seem be. like a good kid, and I would love to see what he does. To me, I'm excited, like Jay was saying about the Lakers being good eventually. Yeah. But the idea that the the Timberwolves are going to be good coming up, I believe the Nuggets will be good in the future. Nuggets I think great, yeah. the the you know the 76ers are good, and Boston is good, and so you kind of have these. The Knicks are better. The Knicks are, better. are in the playoffs right now. Dude. I mean, if the playoffs started right now, that's crazy. That's, that's how bad Ma- that's how bad Mello is. That is how bad Mello. Get rid of Mello, and you get sick. better. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that the, crazy? He sat out when the Thunder. I mean, uh, he sat out a couple games, and, and like Paul just, George, all of a sudden was yeah, like really like, good again. Uh, God, he's just so. That's the interesting thing about the NBA right now is that, like, these people where we're like, oh, eventually they're going to be good. Like, eventually the Knicks will be good, and eventually the Sixers will be good. I know it's only, like, you know, 20% into the season right now, but they're, it's, what's crazy is they're there already. It's starting well, to so happen. Sixers, Sixers, Celtics, to me. Yeah. Again, so we grew up in the 80s. We remember Dr. J, Andrew Tony, oh, yeah. Charles Barkley, Moses Malone, yeah. Chocolate Thunder. I mean, we remember Daryl Dawkins. We remember those teams against the Ainge Bird. Yes. You know, those were, they were the first Chief, foil. Mikhail, those, early. So those guys hated each other a lot. And when one didn't go, the other one went in like 81 and 84. Yeah. 81 and 83. 83. You know, that to me, I would love to see that that That'd rivalry, rivalry established yeah. Because Embiid is so good and so is Simmons. Like they're they're it's like the Astros when you think about it. Yeah. Like they were down, they were down. They're saying we're building Trust this the team. Process. Almost saying it's almost better that we've put this major piece in and it's not paying off immediately because we're gonna yeah, add another piece next year. Out. Yeah, that's what and then so, you have whatever Markel Fultz ends up being too. We don't know yet. Which we have no idea. I think 
He's not, I mean, he's not Anthony Bennett. He's not going to be like a full-blown, like, bust. bust. The number no one way, pick. no way. But I I believe he could still be good. He's yeah. got a great day. Anyway, it's, to me, it's really exciting. If you're an NBA fan, I feel like last year's playoffs were the, the nadir, the down point. Yes. Now, the finals were so boring. I mean, the, the whole Western Conference playoffs. All of it was boring. Like, you know it's bad, and this is this is it. You know it's bad when you're rooting for the series to get better. Yeah. Not when you're rooting for a team. No, you're just like, please, please, please go to five games. Game. So, and yeah. this is the last point I'll make, and we'll take a break. But baseball, in this past year and the year before, with the Cubs winning in it, going seven games, and yeah. so dramatic. This year's World oh, Series was the best World Series. So incredible game. Incredible. So I think baseball kind of is on a track to kind of move forward yeah. and in the in a positive way where football is down. Worst and thing that could have ever happened to a sport is, in my opinion, I call it the UConn women's basketball team yeah. syndrome. When you, when you are such the foregone conclusion to win, it takes the casual fan out of the sport. For real. I mean, I'm a basketball diehard, so I'm going to watch. I, I'm, like, excited about, like, whoa, what's Jonathan Simmons doing in Orlando, you know? <laughs> But, like, I hear from people, like, on Twitter, like, oh, it's just a, the Warriors are going to win, so why am I even going to watch? It's a real thing. Yeah, it is. And it they, is. Ugh, I mean, like, another crazy thing. I like all those guys individually on the Warriors, but you're kind of like, part of you is like, you know, if, like, Steph Curry rolls his ankle and misses the playoffs, that's not, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, it'd be you know? exciting yeah. again. You just because it'd be interesting, then, like, oh, maybe the Rockets are going to be able to actually, like, beat them in a series, right? Or OKC or could OKC come back and the have their comeuppance on Durant. You I, never know. That would be such a storyline, but, like... If they're all there and they're all they're firing on all, all cylinders. It's just, it's just a fucking meat grinder. Like, you, there's nothing anyone can and do. And this is why I love hanging with you and talking sports, and I feel like we are the same because there is that burning love of the actual sport itself that even supersedes your own fandom of your own team. Yeah. All right, before we go to break, we can't have you on a sports and comedy podcast and not make you do our favorite sports comedy bit probably in the last few years. Uh it is your bit about Shaquille O'Neal, and yes. I'm not going to say anything else, but I'm just going to make you tell the story. All right. I, uh, I, I love basketball. I love it. It's, it's, my, it's my favorite sport. It's one of my favorite, favorite things in the world. I love basketball so much that if I got AIDS, but it was from Magic Johnson, <laughs> when I told my parents, I'd be like, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. <laughs> I love basketball, but I know for a fact that I am not the person who's the happiest that basketball exists. Because the person who's got to be the happiest that basketball exists has to be Shaquille O'Neal. Because without basketball, he's just a man who's too big for this earth. You know, with basketball, he's a multimillionaire, he's famous, he's adored all over the globe. Without basketball, they would have made him go live in the hills. They would, he would have been, like, 12 years old, breaking teacups in his hand, feet hanging over a bed, right? They would have been like, get out of here, Shaq. You're a danger to everyone around you. He would have to go live in the hills. You know, for food, he'd have to sneak into the village at dusk just to palm two goats and then lope back into the hills to eat the goats. No one, no one would believe in him. Everyone would be afraid of him, but no one would, he'd, he'd become a myth. You know, he'd go from man to myth. Kids would use him to scare each other at slumber parties. They'd be like, whoever falls asleep first is going to get captured by the shack man. Like, shut up, Brandon. <laughs> old men, the only people who would believe in it would be the old men in town, you know. Like, I've seen him. He's real. He was 10 feet tall and a surprisingly good breakdancer. 
No one would believe in him except for one young girl. A brave, a brave young girl. You know, like a like a new Disney princess kind where she she like wears a dress, but she's better at all the boy stuff than the boy. She's like beating them in foot races. Yes. No, yeah, no. you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're on point. Right, yeah. So you get, yeah, picture that person. Yeah, she, you know, one day she tells her older brother, she's like, I'm going to the woods to find the shack man because I ain't scared of nothing. You know, and her brother's like, whatever, I don't care, just get out of here. And she goes up into the woods, you know, to find the shack man. And she, she starts exploring up in the wilderness, you know going all over the place. It's a few hours pass by and she still hasn't found the shack man and she starts to get disappointed. You know, she, she believed, she wanted to believe in the shack, but in her heart, she was like, that key can't be real. Such a person could not exist. You know, and just as she's sort of losing, losing hope and ever finding the shack man, she, she walks into a clearing and right there in front of her, sitting on a log, it's Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Just sitting there, you know, and she sees him and she freezes. Shaq doesn't see her, but she sees him, you know, and she freezes and she's, she's terrified. You know, and she's like, should I say something or should I, maybe I should just go. Maybe I shouldn't say anything to him. And that's, um, eventually she lets dis- discretion get the better part of valor. She starts backing away. And as she does so, she steps on a twig and it snaps and so does Shaq's face. It just, like, snaps right up, you know? And he makes eye contact with the girl. And they're staring right at, right at each other. And you know, Shaq, looking at Lydia. Lydia, it turns out her name is. Her name's Lydia. Lydia, staring at Shaq. And it is tense, you know? You could cut the air with a knife. And then Shaquille O'Neal. He flashes that trademark Shaquille O'Neal grin. You know the one that sold us that, all that Pepsi back in the 90s? Sure. That big smile. Mm-hmm. And then it's on. They're fast friends, right? They're getting along. Shaq is taking her all over the woods. He's showing her all the popping wood spots. He's like, this creek is pretty cool. That owl is chill, if you get to know it, you know. So he's taking her all through the woods. And they're having such a great time that it starts, get, it starts getting dark, right? They lose track of time. And, and, and Lydia, she's like, oh, man, I got to get back to, I got to get back home. My dad's going to be wondering where I am. And Shaq's like, you can't go home. It's dangerous. There's wolves, right? So, you know, he builds a fire. He's like, you stay here. You can go back in the morning. Meanwhile, back in the town... Back, back home, Lydia's dad is like, hey, where the heck is Lydia? You know, she was, she was just here a couple hours ago. I haven't seen her all afternoon. And her brother's like, oh, she went up to the woods to find the shack, man. She's so stupid. Can I have $20 to see a movie? Her brother sucks. And Lydia's dad is just like, you let Lydia, she's 12 years old. You let her go into the woods? I don't, I don't care if the shack man's real or not. That is dangerous, you know? So he gets a posse together, a bunch of the men in town. They grab their guns. They go, they go up to find Lydia, right? So they head up into the woods. And this time, it's easy to find the shack, man, because they just follow the smoke from the fire they built, right? right. They're, they're cruel people. They cast shack out, but they're not stupid, right? So eventually, they follow the smoke, and they come upon the clearing where Shaq and Lydia are hanging out, you know, and, and, and they, they see each other. And, Li- and, and Lydia's dad is like, you get away from my daughter, you monster, you know? And Lydia's like, he's not a monster, he, he, he's a good guy. In another world, he could have played a genie in a movie, right? <laughs> and Shaq's like, yeah, I don't understand why you hate me. I'm just tall. Like, that's literally it. But, you know, Lydia's dad, he's stuck in his ways. He's not going to hear it. So he raises his gun, and he points it at Shaquille O'Neal. And he's like, you have until the count of three to step away from my daughter. One, two, three. And on the count of three, he squeezes the trigger, and the flint fires. 
and it shoots a bullet at Shaquille O'Neal. And it's spiraling through the air. And Lydia jumps in front of the path of that bullet. I told you she was brave. Very brave. And, it, and it hits her in the chest with a sickening thud. And she falls to the ground, bleeding. And everything is terribly, terribly still. You can almost see each individual strand of smoke rising from, from, the, from, the, from the head of the gun. And everything is terribly still. And then everything snaps into action. Shaquille O'Neal, he starts running towards Lydia's dad. He puts a spin move on a guy, grabs the gun, breaks it over his thigh, and it's bedlam. There's gunfire, screaming, blood, violence. By the time the smoke is cleared, Shaq is dead. Lydia is dead. Several of the men from the village are dead. In fact, the only person who's alive is Lydia's dad, just standing there, covered in blood. He has no idea whose blood it is, just screaming like, what just happened? What just happened? And he didn't die on that hill, but he might as well have. How do you live a life after that? He goes back to the town. You know, the town never recovers from. It was never a big town. 800 people, maybe. They canceled the Strawberry Festival. That's the first thing to go. How could you have the Strawberry Festival after? Lydia loved it. How could you do that after that, right? Lydia's dad drinks himself to death in a bathtub about a year and a half later. People start leaving. You know, you can't live in that town without contending with that horrible thing that happened in the mountains that day. Businesses are shuttered. Homes abandoned. What was once a thriving example of small-town Americana becomes a ghost town, a dot on a map that nobody even bothers to ask about. So next time you tell me sports don't matter, you think about Lydia, because they matter to her, and they matter to me. They matter to Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, they do. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Ian Carmel will be with us for uh, for a little quick hits. Oh my God! Uh, sit sit with that for a minute. Yeah. We'll be back with more view from the Chief Seats after this. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. 
Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, of course, if you're new to this show and you're a big Ian Carmel fan and you just started listening, we'd love to have you uh, subscribe and, and rate and review our show. Check out, we've got, we've sat down with everybody from Bill Burr to Nick's Bill Burr to talk Deflate Gate, which he was very mad and it got super heated with him. With Nick Swartzen, Fighter and the Kid. Fighter and the Kid, Vikings football. We talked to Blake Griffin. He sat down on the show. So great podcast. If you're into sports, go back and uh, and into Ian Carmel. Check that out. If you For our fans, if you don't know Ian Carmel, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Which your Twitter handle is? Uh, at Ian Carmel. I-A-N-K-A-R-M-E-L. Yeah. And check out my, uh, can I plug my podcast? Yes, please. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, All Fantasy Everything. And we do fantasy drafts of like non Sport. I love sports, but we do like a we'll do like a sandwich fantasy draft love or like a, you know it. movies. Love yeah, we love had it. a thing on our thing that uh, was like that. It's a great we idea. Did fan- if you're in a fantasy terrorist organization, <laughs> we, we did that on our pilot for Comedy Central. Did you really? Yes, yeah, but really. it's That's a great so idea. Funny. It's a great I mean, idea that, yeah. that extends outward. All right, well, shall we get into? Let's some do quick some hits? quick hits. Yeah. All right, uh, Jameis Winston was and always. Always was, in our opinion, one crab leg away from ruining his career. Yeah. Like, you honestly believe that the... One leg over the line. Right. One yeah, leg, crab leg over the line, sweet Winston. If you honestly believe that that he was innocent in the raping of a couple women... That the Tallahassee police covered, covered up, up yeah. for him so that he could play football there. If you honestly fully believe that... That you are delusional, yes. in, in that sense, right? We're all we're not buying that. No, not at all. Of course, that yeah, no. And especially now, I mean, what a difference a couple years makes. Like now, the climate that we're in, where people are finally listening to women and yes. listening to their stories and whatnot. So, recently this week, of course, it came to light, and I'm sure you know this that he was groped, in an Uber ride, was in a, an allegedly groped an Uber driver. Yeah, which, which by the way, in the cosmic universe, I mean, I, I thought only Uber the, drivers re- they grope. Their passengers. It's a real. It's almost he's going Batman. He's, right. It's sort of a Batman operation. A vigilante like yeah. Uber grope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he grew up to that Uber driver. I thought only the CEO of Uber could do that. Right. right. I mean, you, you never know. know. Terrible human. Uh, but now, but then he's claiming to me what's so weird about this thing is he's like, there were a bunch of people in the car. You don't know if it was me. Those are all things. That's the crazy. Facts. What? When you're at that point, when that when that's your trying to get out of it. When it's so not many like, of us when it's in not the like car. it didn't happen. It's like anyone could have groped you. Anyone of my close personal that arm could friends. have come from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> what? what I'm not denying about? you were groped. Yeah, yeah. grabbed way, her crotch. By the oh, way, that's what it during was. the ride, the driver whose name is Kate said that Tampa Bay Bucks star was out of control, screaming homophobic comments to pedestrians before requesting a stop at a Mexican restaurant. Now, two in the morning. Two in the morning. And he was in town for a charity. In town for a charity flag football game. Two in the morning. Nothing good happens at two in the morning in Scottsdale. No, no. Or almost anywhere. New York, maybe. We've been in Scottsdale. We've been. We performed uh, at the Tempe Improv. We've been around Scottsdale at two in the morning. You're either, if you're not getting so fake breasts, go, yeah, you're, you're in a bad situation. It feels like a place where people get DUIs for it because it's something to do. You either, you just get, for, just because it's have, fun. As, yeah. People have as many as many DUIs as they do indigo jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> as many DUIs as they do cow skulls hanging up on their wall. Uh, so the just the just so he stopped the restaurant and then runs up and grabs her crotch and holds it there for a long period of time. For what reason? I have no idea. His behavior, yeah. if I'm the lawyer going against him and, and charging him in this case, what I do is I put on the we're going to eat a W finger lick yeah. speech that he gave the week <laughs> Weirdest before thing ever. and be like, this guy's out of control. This guy did it. Who the fuck gives this speech yeah. to his team? And You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I put on to show that this guy's got erratic behavior. And you were like, when was this? This guy thinks 
okay, I watched Hard Knocks, and I'm like, he's a good leader for his team. He yeah, definitely, he, like, they, he... Well, but Hard Knocks can make you think anything. Exactly. True. Yeah. Exactly. But now I'm like, oh, this guy thinks he can get away with anything. He thinks, all right, I'm out of the woods of the whole Tallahassee stuff. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. And you can't do what you want now. You're still in Florida, bro. Consequences has to be, I mean, it has to be a pattern, you yeah. know? And for these people who, like, he's probably so never now, faced consequences. So now in life. the face of, and we'll lead this into the second story, and we'll eventually get him on the show because we have a pipeline to him, but this leads into, because I think the two marry together, and I know we're talking a lot of NFL, but it's really important right now because we're smack dab in the middle of it. So what happens? What does Roger Goodell do to him? Because, you know, in light of Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, and, and and people are saying Zeke, you should have just taken your. You're not going to win against him because he doesn't have not have to it's, show a burden it's of a proof. Corporation, I know you can suspend people for just because you want to. So yeah. Does yeah, Goodell, does Goodell come after him? He should. He should. He really should. Boy, it'd be great if the NFL had like a commissioner with moral standing or who people <laughs> like. Yeah, you know, like, who, so the Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell thing, where Jerry Jones is like, I'm going to come after you. Jerry Jones is like Donald Trump. He yeah. is. He's like, he I'm going like to come. Trump. He's like, yeah. I'm going to come after you with everything I've got. You think that Bob Kraft can, Bob Kraft was a pussy yeah. compared to what I'm going to be against you. That's what he said. And, you know, I mean, if Bob Kraft was such a pussy, then Donald Trump would have grabbed him. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> true the that. truth of the matter is, and, like, and Jameis Winston, maybe yeah, he's got a spot, it, yeah. a, like, a spot in his cabinet. Kraft came after him somewhat, but. Brady still served the suspension and smartly yeah. served it at the beginning of the season. And so he, yeah, they went two and three and one. I think they went yeah, three, three and, and one. Yeah. He was out, and then they set went to Super Bowl. Set up Garoppolo to be, uh, yeah, like to, to get, get paid. to get like to get paid and get what do they get a second round pick for him? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, they that's did, a smart organization. Smart organization does it right. But Jerry Jones is like, I'm better than you, Jerry Jones. The worst thing for Jerry Jones is that he got elected in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah. And through oh, yeah. through a fifteen million dollar party. Did By he, the way, it was $15 yeah. million? $15 million party for one night, $15 million. Jesus Christ. I can think of a lot of players. I can think I, of 15 million other things you could do with $15 yeah. million. <laughs> I could think of, uh, are you, if you're not donating $15 million to, to, Houston, to Houston and the other yeah. place that got hit, or Puerto Rico or whatnot, then then that party is ridiculous, and in my opinion, you don't deserve to come That's like Versailles you. at the fall of the French, you know, at the know. French Revolution kind That's of right. stuff. That yeah. is. So, I mean, do you think, so the, the league has basically said to Jerry Jones, you got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And other owners are like, you got to stop this right he's now. He's not going well, he's to. He's not going to stop. He's not How going to. How does it end? How does he's, it end? I think he, I think he's going to have, I, mean, I think he probably wants to be commissioner, right? He totally That's wants what to. his next move is. He wants to go Bud Selig mm-hmm. and like go from owner to commissioner. Yeah. But he's like, he's crazy. He's crazy. And he's like, oh, and like probably maybe even like getting a little like senile, senile and demented. 75? Oh, yeah. About 75, 76 years I mean, old. not to cast aspersions on him, but like the, his no. behavior Cast is like, away. The, the aspersions are out. They're out of the game. <laughs> he, I mean, he's like, he's irritable and agit, you know, he gets agitated and angry and like th- takes things really personally. He's yeah. egotistical. Fine. You need some of those things in the power positions, but not. What you want, if you want to actually look at a commissioner who has the respect of the teams and the players, who doesn't seem like he's that much of an egotist, is Silver. Oh, Silver. Adam Great. Silver. Yeah. The Adam Silver, Adam yes, Sil- he looks like an alien, and he's the most Jewish person this side he, of David Stern. He, do, he looks like a Jewish penis. Yeah, he does. <laughs> small and flaccid. Small and, yeah. in, and ineffective. <laughs> uh, but yet, at the same time, in the heart of the game. And he is someone who is getting things like, done. Yeah, and also, the, I, I mean, I love how the NBA pivoted on Charlotte, where they're like, oh, yeah. you got this new bathroom law? Guess what? We're not going to have our fun 
fucking All-Star right, game. You don't get I it. know you've got banners up in your city saying the All-Star game is going to come. You don't it's get it. Why? Coming. Because you're being dicks about this. And, yes. we, and we can be smart enough to know as a league, all right, so we might piss off some right-wing people who follow the NBA and who don't think gay people or transgender people should have their own bathroom. Right. But you know what? There's a lot more people who are going to be proud of what we did. So we're going to make... You got it. You gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. And just to decisively do it. To be yes. like, we're not, not to be like, we're thinking about it. Nope. We're just like, nope, it's gone. And that's why that and league they, is succeeding. And they pissed off Michael Jordan in the process, yeah. you know, sure. while doing it. Crying Jordan. The NBA, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, Michael Jordan, like, he lives, he's got like a place near Cam Newton in Charlotte. Does he okay, really? He does. Same building. Same building. I just imagine, like, walking around a street corner in an alley and seeing, like, Jordan, like, playing a dice game. Trying to, I could see that trying actually happening. Just trying gambling. to get in. Just, just like everywhere. Just like a street gamble or just, He's got a one-year-old kid, too. You see, he has a one-year-old kid one with that beautiful woman he married? Yeah. He's I just mean. inside a giant pair of jeans, and the, that's where the dice game is happening, <laughs> inside one of the legs. <laughs> <I would love laughs> he's that. like, his, his wife's like, you know, come on, take yeah. care of your one-year-old kid. Kemba Walker's held this kid more than you have. Yeah. Jeremy Lin has been fouled while holding this kid more than you. The weird thing about the NBA, like the NFL... The organization is so conservative. Right. But the players are, I mean, I don't, like, just across the board are, like... 80% African-American players in the NFL. And, like, big-time activists, too. Yeah. Like, really putting yeah. their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And, like, you know, the NBA, it, I mean, the Charlotte thing was great. But they also, for some reason, just by being de- decisive and not doing terrible things, they don't do that many good things. They yeah. have, like, some NBA Pride Nights. NBA Cares. They do NBA Cares. But, like... The league itself is not crazy progressive, but just by not sticking their foot in their mouth, just by not being idiots. Look at how far along we give them credit for. We just give just so like every little victory we look at as like a big victory because the other leagues are so behind. They're so behind, yeah. Uh, Which is what's interesting about the NBA. Yeah, they're so they're perceived as so progressive, but it's just in context. I'm gonna throw an NHL because remember when the hockey was our fourth sport? Yeah. Okay. The National Labor Relations Board launched two investigations into the Arizona Coyotes during the past 13 months, probing allegations that the National Hockey League team spied on staff, engaged in union busting, and fired two employees who raised concerns about pay. So they launched the investigation and found all this shit out. Like wow. I didn't even know that Phoenix still had a hockey team. No. Okay. The do they deserve it? Why does Phoenix have a, a hockey, hockey team? team? Yeah. They financially struggling franchise reached a settlement earlier with uh, in one labor case filed by one of its payroll administrators. This is crazy. Employee alleged that uh, violations occurred during most of the 2016 when the Coyotes created the impression that employees were under surveillance, threatened staffed if they ga- engaged in union organizing. What the fuck? What is this? Rich people are like so out of pocket right now. It's Isn't crazy. It cool? They're, they're yeah. completely, me, they have it, no it's idea. It's like cigar sales high. must be through the roof. Right. Just like I'm, <laughs> cigars and suspenders. Like I'm sure like, it's like sell old like hockey. Yeah. It the, really feels like, yeah, like old timey, like 1920s. Like, like Chicago politics. Yeah, exactly. Like they did that. I'm surprised they didn't bust out like a fire hose on their like <laughs> payroll administrator. The truth of it is, is like it's a very much a hockey thing to do to send in your enforcers. Yeah. To make sure that things don't happen. You know, <laughs> send in the goons. Send in the goons. You're gonna start. You're gonna get this group of people over together. We're yeah. sending in, you know, this guy over here, <laughs> Sheila. Yeah. Sheila from uh, <laughs> she's, from she's our private investigation firm. Right. She pins you up against the board. Yeah, right. if you show up anywhere with a Pulls union your delegate. shirt over your head. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't punch. <laughs> Throws down two laptops. Okay, right. so they're struggling financially, and if they, if, 
this happens, that this stuff gets found out and they get sued, they're going to lose a ton of money. Yeah. The question is, like, like you just can't treat employees this way. I, I, I think it's so amazing. Like, I think you could maybe do that in a company that's not as high profile as the yeah. Phoenix Coyotes. But, like, people are going to speak out. I feel like in this day and age right now, people are sick of being silenced and quieted. 100%. And they are going to speak out. And there's so many ways to, like, record behavior and stuff like that, too. Yeah. We, we're like, what are you thinking? Like, you yeah. can get away with that. Yeah. Dude, are the Gretzky still involved in owning that team? Or is <laughs> no, that... I don't no, think no, so. They're no. long gone. Jeremy okay. Ronick's got to get some betting on that. Right. Right. <laughs> Jeremy Ronick and his betting thing right there. And, like, he's going to start crying about it. Yeah, Didn't Jeremy Ronick, like, Quick to tears quick, and quick to bear. Very yeah. quick to tears. Well, quick, is he quick to tears because he got like 17 concussions? Maybe. Yeah. And that was <laughs> and that was just on the set of like the NBC hockey yeah. hockey night. In no, I, we've said this about hockey. It is so insane to us that hockey still lets fighting happen. Yeah. It's wild. Like, if there's a bit anytime hockey, a fight happens in another sport, it's they, like, like everyone gets fined. Yeah, yeah, you get came off the thing, but hockey, they're just like let them. It's like two. Boys, if you yeah. have two boys, you're like, let them wrestle it yeah. out. They'll we'll get, get tired, tired eventually. <laughs> I'll help them go to bed tonight. I really I can't. The penalty box should have like cots and juice boxes in uh, it. They really a, should. I mean, yeah. truthfully though, uh, as lovers of the St. Louis Blues in hockey, I yeah. love the sport. I, I'm a huge fan of the sport. And live I wish hockey, it was, yeah. Live hockey to go oh. see a Kings game or whatnot. It is one of the best. To to see it from behind the goal and watch a play develop and watch like guys get out and get to where they're supposed to. Or be to see like a change on the fly. Yeah. Like to see them dump it in and have five guys do a wholesale change, jump over the boards, five new guys come in. And then sprint it's, into action. It is one of the most beautiful things because it's hitting like football, but the speed of skating. Yeah. And the puck and the fact that it's not even just like a throwing and catching thing. It's like on a stick with a very hard puck is to me, it's one of the most difficult sports to play out there, period. Fans are dying. Another thing I like, and like now like the NBA, especially when you go in LA, is very sceney. Yeah. You know, and, and but quiet. Like, the crowd's quiet. And quiet, yeah, because they're not like a lot of people that aren't really big basketball fans. We go to a hockey game. 90% of those people really, really care. Kings game. Kings yeah. game in L.A., it's true. But it is kind of interesting, and we can probably end on this, is that now that you live in L.A., yeah. which is a town of transplants, New York is the same way, you don't have this feeling necessarily in the sort of in the, in the population of people that can afford high-end tickets, like yeah. NBA tickets and whatnot, that the stadium is filled with people who are going to lose their shit on every single no, shot. It's, it's rare now. When I go to games, like, when, like, the Blazers are playing the Lakers or the Clippers, there are... A lot of Blazer fans. A lot of... There's a ton of Blazer fans, and there's, like, a ton of people... I mean, this is, like, a cliche, but, like, who do show up late yeah. and, yeah. like, leave early. Yeah. And they're Floyd on their Mayweather's phone. the main one. Yeah. yeah. And they're on their phone, and they're texting for half the game, and you're like, wait, you just... You, like, if the, if we were in the Garden in yeah. Boston, or if we were... I mean... But because of, like, serious radio and direct TV and packages and stuff, if you come from oh. another city... You, you can keep you your can fandom keep going. Your fandom you going because yeah. you just stay at home and you have uh, the ability to watch all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean League Pass. It's League like, Pass. Oh my god, forget about I'm it. I'm on there. Yeah, like I'll watch like three, four games a night now. It's crazy. Phenomenal. But like, yeah, Clippers fans, Lakers fans. There is like a tradition. Those people are like they they there are real good like Laker fans. But like, it's like an ar archipelago of people who actually care when you go to a Clipper game. Like yeah. there'll be somebody over here. Yeah, exactly. And then two people like, over we'll, there. We'll, we'll connect these islands yeah. somehow, some way. And then uh, I love And then it. three people over there, and like a lot of them are assholes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they're the guy, and this is the last thing I'll say. They're the guy who shows up with no T-shirt on, wearing an, a, a jersey and jeans. Like, yeah. If everybody got injured on the floor, someone <laughs> would be like, "Hey, man, you ready to come down? I yeah. know you're in cargo shorts, yeah, but we need a fifth. I, I knew this day would come. You yeah. literally just did a bunch." 
bunch of supersets of bench and that's all you're doing. But yeah, you're no up, dude. leg workout. You're up, bro. No, all you have is skinny legs, like somehow coming out of those skinny, big billowing cargo short yeah, bottoms. Exactly. Hand in his wallet. <laughs> yeah, and his yeah. You phone, know that, you know that guy. Yeah. Uh, Ian Carmel, thank you for joining us. When we come back, uh, stay with us because... Uh, speaking basketball. Speaking basketball and about the Knicks situation and, of course, his favorite player in the world, uh, Chris Porzingis, is the great actor, German act, character actor... Oscar Award winner. Oscar Award winner, Christoph Waltz. Stay with us. This is View from the Cheap Seats. All right, guys, there you go. Thank you, Ian Carmel, for being so kind as to take time during uh, this wonderful Come and Ticket Festival that uh, happened in Houston this past weekend to uh, join us and sit down with us. I love pe- Sometimes I love piecing it together, yep. doing the top and the bottom takes here in Los Angeles, but getting to do the uh, the middle two segments in somewhere else in Houston. Thank you, Ian Carmel. Check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, as uh, we have teased and we have mentioned uh, we want to talk a little Knicks basketball. I don't know yes. if we even teased it or not, but we want to talk Knicks basketball because the Knicks are actually, NBA season is going. Right, Knicks it's are underway. playing well. I wondered how they were going to fare without Carmelo Anthony. We have our answer. They're actually playing halfway decent. I think they have a record comparable to the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's certainly a better better record than they yeah, had last they year at this, at this time. time. So uh, there isn't one, only one per, one Knicks fan we really want to hear from, and that is, of course, the Christoph least Waltz. like Christoph Waltz, the least likely Knicks fan. Oscar would, Award winner, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Let's, let's give him a call and see how he's feeling in this early Knicks season. Hello, is this Christoph Waltz? This is Christoph's phone. Oh, hi. Hello. Hey, is that this how you, is, this that's is the a great Sklar way brothers. to answer. It's the Sklar Brothers. How are you, Christoph? Jason, Randy, what is going on? We are, we're good. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're probably feeling great right now. I mean, obviously you don't love the sexual harassment claims that are happening in Hollywood. But, but the Knicks are doing the Knicks well. are playing well. And we all know why. Of course, I don't like to see some of my friends, both socially and professionally, getting in trouble for harassment of any kind. Yep. And of course... In the glass half full category, to see the Knicks doing what they're doing is extremely exciting to me. Can't say you didn't call it or see I mean, it coming. You were the one who said there's a unicorn on that team, and as soon as he is set free, let the unicorn fly. Let the unicorn prance across the hills of the NBA landscape and do some little flying around as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm saying the Knicks are eight and six. Eight yes, and six. Yes, they're in the division with Boston, but whatever. Boston's running. They're going to make the playoffs. It looks like they're going to make the playoffs. I'm saying is there eight. Boston. And- Boston is going to be Boston in, in the great words of the NFL coach of whom I don't remember exactly the name. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are who we thought they were. Oh, that was Dennis and Green. Dennis Green. Dennis Green. Yes, but Dennis Green. <laughs> it's a fitting name for the guy because yeah. of the Celtics Green with Green. envy. And Green with envy. In Green with envy and yeah. also leprechauns. Yes. Well, can be green. Yes. yes. And, and, but I'm just very excited, and I knew that when Phil Jackson was going to leave, uh, yeah. you know, the, the garden, that we would be in a better position, and so we find ourselves in this better position. When we are recording this, because we are recording this before this episode actually drops next week, and the Knicks could lose a bunch in a row, but who knows? When we're recording it, they're 8-6. and six. Philadelphia eight is also 8-6. and six. Cleveland, eight and seven. Milwaukee with the Greek freak. And I know you're a fan of the Greek freak as well. You like anybody with freakish talent. I love freaks and I love Greeks. And I love Greek food and have always loved Greek food. And I think it's actually one of the most underrated cuisines in all of the world. But at the same time, I also enjoy Latvian food, which many people don't know about. But they're very good with, with 
turning things into soups, you know, leeks sure. and sure. potatoes sure. and various roots and things like this, and beautiful women as well. Sure. And so and so I look at the unicorn and yeah. he finally has a running mate in this Frank Nikki Ticalina. Yes. And also all of these gentlemen, you know, Willie Hernan Gomez, I look down this bench and I think to myself, we might have something really special happening here. Well it's nice to let him, as we said before, spread his wings and, and get a chance to do and be the featured sort of item on the menu. So All right, when you, I, I know you love talking Nick's basketball with us because we get it. When you're on the set of a movie, Christoph Waltz, does anyone else know what you know about the Knicks? I mean, is it hard to relate to people? You know, I, I don't like to brag about this because I'm just not a person who believes in a braggadocious mentality, but at the same time, there are certain people, and usually it's a grip. Or it's a second AD, someone that might blend in for lots of other top-tier stars. But yeah. these are the people that I can I, – I one time I took a trip to base camp yeah. with a transpo yeah. guy named yeah. – Al, and he was so well versed uh-huh. in the NBA and this minutia, yeah. you yeah. know. And so we talked about everything. And yeah. like right now, if I were with Al, yeah. I would be talking with him about what happened the other night with Anus Cantor. Yes, and he was not backing down. No, and. And this is exactly the kind of thing that the Knicks need someone to protect the unicorn. Yeah, you need so, you need some uh, look. LeBron came in and and was being a little disrespectful of the Knicks, and Ennis Canner said, "You can't do Back that. Back off. You're not doing it. Not to my guy." Not going to do it, not going to allow it to happen in our house. Yes. And this is the house. It's not Carmelo's team anymore. Yeah, it he's is gone. the unicorn's team. That's and right. Anis Cantor is looking around and saying, maybe I can be this kind of enforcer. And and, and I'm not a, a fan of violence in any way, no. but I am, I am a fan of, of defensive yeah. protection. Defensive protection. And when you think about it, and I know you understand this because you do understand the NBA and its workings as a large amoeba-like organism, that the NBA functions better and works better when the Knicks are good. When the Knicks are good, the NBA is healthy. And yeah. that's just a simple fact. Everyone has known it. I've talked about it with people. We've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, sure. And I've talked about it with Al the Transpo guy. <laughs> yes, <Of course>. <laughs> Well, listen. On Django. On Django. And yeah. we talked about the yeah. Grizzlies mm-hmm. and the sure. Raptors. Zebo. You, uh, you talked about DeMar DeRozan and, and perhaps the, the paper tiger that he is. Where is he when? DeMar DeRozan, and I at the time I was way ahead and knew that Fizz would be a head coach as well. (laughs) He didn't know that. You were ahead of the game. Yeah, and Al said, I don't know if he has the demeanor for it. And I said, Trust me on this. Yeah. Fizz will be a head coach in this league. (laughs) You you were right. Well, listen, there's no one I like talking basketball more than. It is insane that you are our our touchstone when it comes to NBA basketball. it literally makes zero sense. I don't know. I don't even understand sometimes how I am such a basketball fan. But I have the time to do it. I'm I'm workshopping a couple different projects Good. right now, and then just sitting at home and uh, trying to watch as many of the late games. Just watching, just watching these Blazers try and incorporate Mo Harkless into the lineup. You know. 
Yeah, that's what you got to do. I mean, it's, you know, you say it is, it is, you know, you, you don't even understand why it happens. It's kind of as unbelievable as a seven foot plus guy shooting the ball from the three and able Listen, to drive. I, I am the unicorn when it comes to Basketball celebrities knowledge. being NBA fans. Sure. Yes, sure. Your, your, your NBA yeah. IQ is and, very and high. And maybe why you, re- you relate to Porzingis so much. And we appreciate you coming on here. So uh, we really do. I'm sure you had a big Thanksgiving dinner. And I know you like to make things as American as possible in your house. I love Thanksgiving because uh, I found out early on that it's such an American holiday. That's right. And I'm a real patriot. And you so are. I look forward to it. And I like to do, just so you know, I do the cranberry. Cranberries from the can. Nice. Oh, it's great. Well, that is nothing, nothing more, more American, American than, than that. that. It's cranberry sauce. Slice it up into the thing. In the it's little great. slices. Thank you. Well, I will... oh, go ahead. No, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And I hope that I can't wait for Christmas as well. I know. Not sure. just because of Santa and all the presents sure, and the you tinsel love and the lights, yeah. but also because, as you know, it is wall-to-wall NBA action That's on Christmas a- <laughs> Day. <laughs> I love it. Great way to end. Thank you so much, Christoph. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Maybe we'll talk to you after that uh, wonderful Christmas NBA, NBA action. All right? Talk to you soon, gentlemen. Thank you, buddy. Look at that. Wow. How beautiful is Waltz. that? We went waltzing. We got a little waltzing. We went waltzing. Oh, my God. We got Thank a little you. waltzy. Thank you, Ian Carmel. Thank you, Christoph oh, Waltz. And uh, thank you, of course, to the great Brad Morris. Come on. I love They're like, how many different cl- how many different quotes, movie quotes can we do at the beginning of this? Here we go. We're the Sklar Brothers. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. enjoying with your family. Uh, we'll be back next week with Ron Funches. And then don't forget, character episode, music episode on the horizon at the end of this year. Get the songs that you think were important and influential throughout the year 2007. We'll take a listen to them. Maybe they'll crack our top three. All right. We are out to punch waterfalls, and we'll see you next week. Every time we stuntin' on tour, cause we never bore. Responding to the ready crowds roar, and promoters try to hit us with the audible. We about our business, we not quitters, not bullshitters. We deliver, we go getters, don't be bitter, cause we not just niggas.